Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode, and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie Show. And with that came the expectation, and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History title. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods? Fickle butt. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate Sunday Scaries Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at Indeed, Pepsi, Bet Online, and Monkey Knife Fight. I'm your co-host, Cody Darwick, joined by my brother, Tyler Darwick. Tyler, the 49ers officially done. Yeah, they're done. I feel like all their games, we talked about it uh, last week, they go in between, you know, wanting them to make the playoffs, tanking. I'm fully on for the tank, so... I'm kind of glad they lost today to Washington. I think it solidifies that this team isn't good enough to make the playoffs and make any sort of run. So I'm glad they lost, and if they were going to lose to anyone, it always feels good that Alex Smith, I know he left the game, but at least he was on the other side of it for part of it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It really was a seesaw of a game in terms of they come out, they look good early. Their defense didn't even let up a, uh, a touch. Like, it just... It's so pathetic. Nick Mullins, 
they have three turnovers in this game. He looks like one of the worst quarterbacks of all time. That's really all, all I'll say about that. Um, but they're they're officially done. So yeah, the tank is on. Um, and it seemed like quick note on this game. It seemed like they were almost playing it like the West Coast version of MetLife. Like, everyone was getting hurt in this game. Debo got hurt. Uh, Trent Williams got banged up. He came back in. Uh, Warner got hurt, unrelated to the field. But, like, it seemed like every drive there was someone limping off the field in this game. Yeah, at this point for them, it's just time to kind of wrap it up and protect, uh, you know, some of their stars like Debo, Fred Warner, Trent Williams, who they want to resign. Like, at this point... There's no reason to trot these guys out there. I think Debo was questionable coming into the game with a foot injury, so it's not good that he continues to have these little flare-ups with injuries. But at this point in the year, kind of wrap it up. Let Nick Mullins keep playing quarterback because he's terrible and will you know lead them to further losses and better draft position. But yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. You know, one year ago where they were and now uh, where we're rooting for them to tank. It's just that's the NFL for you. That is the NFL. It's it's a cruel, a cruel league to follow closely. Um, but Tyler, Sunday scariest moment. I'll get started. Today was one of the worst beats of my life in terms oh, of no. this 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 lock of the week loss. Yeah, no, I'll get off my chest. I think I will say eh, it's hard to say what's worse: the Seahawks versus Arizona on Sunday Night Football. Did you know I bet on that game, Tyler? Shut up. <laughs> uh, and then this game this week, the total is 45 in Bears-Texans, and the Texans are driving in the third quarter. Sean Watson hits his tight end, Jordan Aikens, literally in the chest, and it's one of the most unathletic plays you'll ever see. Basically, it hits him in, like, his shoulder. They said there was some kind of situation going on with the sun, unclear, uh, it looked like he never saw the ball, so potentially that's the case. I don't know. But as soon as that ball hits him in the chest as he's standing wide open, social distance in the end zone, there's no one within six feet of the guy, drops it. They end up getting stuffed on the goal line. I knew at that point uh, that this lock of the week somehow wasn't going to hit. And just as soon as Jordan Aikens, that very, very unathletic play happened, I was like, this is somehow not going to hit. And that was the case, so... That's my Sunday scariest moment. The lock of the week, it was tough because, I mean, I was I was celebrating. I was I was trolling Bears fans a little bit at the half saying, looks like the Bears won with Trubisky over Watson. Uh, the Bears had 30 points by half. And I was like, oh, Deshaun Watson, Texans love piling on these late scores. That's when Deshaun can really go to work. And it was, it was just so bad, Tyler. It was so bad. If you had told me the Bears scored 36 points, and the total was 45, I would tell you I went 99. I went to spend 99 times out of 100. Yeah, I mean, to get 30 points from the Bears at halftime, you think you win this, like you said, every time. And yeah, the Jordan Aikens drop. I mean, I bet on this over, so I was with you there. Uh, but I always love to see you kind of fall in these situations. So it was it was great. I mean, there were, there were 40 points in this game 10 and a half minutes ago in the third quarter, and it didn't hit. I mean – Awful beat and just like such a weird game, right? Bears, Texans. Texans were, I know there's no home field advantage, but Texans are favorite on the road and it's such a weird game, but awful beat for you. So, what are you now in your locks of the week? Um, well, week is this 14. I'm 6, 7, and 1. So, it's tough. I'm below 500 there. You hate to see that. And one last thing on this one, like, 
so it looked like it was dying. My 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 over was dying, and then the Texans fumbled the punt. Kiki Kuti fumbled the punt. Let me pull up the exact time here so I have it. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, he fumbles the punt. The Bears get the ball deep in uh, Texans territory around the 30-40, and uh, they run the ball on first down, great. I think they have a penalty on second down. And then on third down, it's third and 11. Trubisky takes a 12-yard sack on third and 11, puts them on the, basically the edge of field goal range, punting territory. Since they're up by so many points, they choose to punt instead of taking the field goal, and then this just died from there. I still have no idea what Trubisky was doing. He actually played he played great in this game. Taking that sack was a joke. I, again, I don't even know why, why the play call was to have him drop back to pass. You're up by so many points. Just run the ball, kill the clock. Take your 45-yard field goal attempt with Kyra Santos. Call it a day. Let me cash my over. And none of that happened. So really, really cool stuff there. But I'll say this much. Trubisky, he did look look very good in this game. 24-33, 267, three touchdowns. But I'll forever hate his guts for taking that sack. It was was such a dumb play. Yeah, he he played well, and it, it makes you wonder if he keeps playing this well, does it give the Bears incentive to give him some sort of extension? After this year, obviously Bears fans, I would think, aren't rooting for that. But, I mean, he played well, and Deshaun kind of struggled. He was sacked six times. It, I mean, it's the same thing we always talk about with the Texans. Deshaun has so much talent, and it's just kind of sad, honestly, to see him kind of rotting away on this awful Texans team that just has put, like, really nothing around him. Um, so it, it's tough to say is a bad beat for you, definitely, and everyone who rode that. If, if you get 36 points from the Bears, there's no excuse uh, to lose an over with them. Yeah. Uh, but especially, my, uh, especially you get 37 points in the first half. The way the Texans' defense looked, like there was no world in which this wasn't heading, but such, no. is, such is life. And like you said, Deshaun kind of feasting uh, garbage time as well, so it was surprising they weren't able to get in and the Jordan Aiken drop. I mean, some people say the Chicago Sun is stronger than the Sun in other places, but you hate to see that. Who um, said that? I, I started that. Okay. Um, but my, okay. my Sunday, my Sunday scariest moment is for anyone who bet on this Falcons Chargers game. I mean, you go into that game, you know, you're going in for a terrible beat, whichever side you're on. And there were there were a lot of memorable moments. I mean, the Chargers were down 17 to 10 the end of the first half. They're driving. They have a third and one with 19 seconds left. And Anthony Lynn, who has made so many awful coaching decisions <laughs> throughout this year, I think honestly topped himself today. This was this was a stunning move. 19 seconds left, third and one on the Falcons, I want to say, like 15. Second down. No, it was third down. It was third down. That's important to note because they had no timeouts, 19 seconds left. They run up the middle with no timeout. (laughs) It gets stopped. Then it comes to fourth down. Then they don't know where the spot is. They don't know if it's a first down or not. Then it's determined it's a fourth down. They have to run on the kicking unit super late, and they can't get them on. They don't get the kickoff. They go into halftime down 17 to 10. I've never seen such bad coaching. He did a couple weeks ago versus the Bills, but at least in that point, it was only meaningless. It was meaningless for who was going to win the game. Obviously, for the spread, it mattered, but that was terrible. But in this instance, this was such bad coaching. And he, you know, he said he took over the special teams this week. He had a look on his face like, who called a run play in that scenario? <laughs> 
I mean, if you're, if you're the head coach, if you're the head coach, that falls on you. I don't care if you're not calling the plays. You have to know what's going on. And if you're a well-coached team, that kind of stuff doesn't happen. So that was terrible. And then in the second half, it was 17-17 in the fourth quarter. There were three straight interceptions. Uh, Matt Ryan threw two. Uh, Herbert threw one to kind of end the game. And Matt Ryan, they were driving. He gets picked off. The Chargers get it. And they actually drive down the field and kick a game-winning field goal. So tough beat for Falcons betters there because it looked like the Falcons were driving to win the game. So if you bet on this game, I think there's something maybe a little bit wrong with you because these are the two most unreliable teams. It's, it's literally that Spider-Man meme, right? It's, yeah, they're just looking at each other. It's the ultimate stay-away game. You, you'll never have a positive experience betting on either of these teams against the spread for them or against them. Um, yeah, this this game. And the fact that the Chargers ended up winning and overcoming that field goal is kind of amazing. The fact that it didn't end up coming back to bite them. Uh, this game was like in and out on red zone. I saw the end of the first half play. You texted me, and I was watching kind of more paying attention to the 49er game that went back and saw it on Twitter. And it's just unbelievable. Just kind of, especially too, because... So, right, if you if you know you're going to call that run play, which makes no sense, and even Herbert, in a sense, should be like, what? You can't, we can't do that. Um, he's a rookie, so I don't want to put that much on him, but you kind of have to be like, wait, we, we're not doing that. Uh, but it would seem like the field goal unit was, like, confused. Like, they weren't ready to run on the field right, right after, which is uh, an interesting strategy in itself. So this Chargers, more of the same. They win. They're 4-9, and nine, but these two teams just... It's week in, week out, and, like, in a weird way, it's actually it's nice having them around because it's nonstop entertainment. We need them to play every year because I think a moment like this will come up special. in every game where it's just, like, it's it's special, like you said. I mean, you know, you know what they, You know what they should do, too, if this is, like, a Thanksgiving game? Like, replace it. Replace the Lions. Give us this at 1230 while everyone is maybe working over from the night before or you're just getting started with your feast and make it a rule that Anthony Lynn has to coach for Stan Quinn, like regardless of who that coaches are. Yeah, it, it was incredible. I mean, they they literally ran it up the middle on third and one with no timeouts. I, I, I couldn't believe that Anthony Lynn, who's made so many dumb decisions in his life, would get to that <laughs> level of stupidity. But, you know, you can never doubt the man. But, Cody, we have to get to it. We've been talking for about 10, 15 minutes so far. What do you want um, to talk and, about? An all-time uh, really duel between us um, in the Chiefs-Dolphins game. You were on the Chiefs minus seven and a half. I was on the Dolphins plus seven and a half. Such a bizarre game. I tweeted this out, and I feel like this should be a t-shirt. Weird shit happens in Miami. Whenever they, whenever the Dolphins play home games, weird stuff happens. Um, in the first half, it looked like they were kind of, you know, they were up early. They picked off Mahomes a couple times in the Chiefs yeah. kind of took advantage, and then in the second half, the Chiefs were up 30-10, to 10, and then we, we had an exchange that, of words. Yeah, we did. We did. Well, you came you came for me after the the Bears over didn't hit, saying, oh, man. And then, um, but I, so this game was an absolute roller coaster. Like you said, the fact that the Chiefs were winning at the half, I was like, they're definitely covering this game. They're up 30-10. to 10. I kind of wrote that off as a win. Um, and I was feeling great about my lock of the week, and then everything just flipped on its head. It was so quick. The, the under hit in my lock. Then all of a sudden, uh, the the Chiefs are driving again up 30-10. They have 
just they kept turning the ball over in this game. It was unbelievable at every turn. And yeah, Tua, he he was good enough in garbage time. Tua covers, and he covered here. Um, it was the game that the Chiefs kind of slept walked through, and we've seen it with them. They can't really run the ball, so it's hard for them to finish off teams, especially when you turn the ball over four times. They ran the ball for 94 yards, which is okay, but like. They have, they have trouble putting teams away at the end of games when they're up by so many points. Yeah, and, I mean, the interceptions, Mahomes threw three, and they were just, like, insane plays. It was, like, untipped passes, like, one-handed catches. It was, like, it was kind of fluky, honestly. Like you said, they had four turnovers, but it was just, like, the Dolphins making absurd plays. But the moment that we have to talk about, um, so the, the Chiefs had the ball at the end of the game. They were 30-24, to 24, and they, they had to kick a field goal at that point. Um, yeah, I, I, yep, I text so, you. No, so I texted you F Miami because they weren't covering anymore. And you said, <laughs> let's go Chiefs, F you. And then I responded <laughs> saying, F you. You said, no, F you. And then in that moment, <laughs> the Dolphins got the ball back with a minute left, no timeouts, absolute garbage time, down nine. They drove the field. They get onto the Chiefs 20. They, they spike it. And instead of, you know, going for the touchdown, they kick the field goal, smart move, because they're down two possessions. Oh, they yeah, make it. Sick. And then I text you in all caps, F you. It was, it was a wild moment. It was, a great, it was a great cover to have, because the next game, what we kind of want to talk about, great segue, um, Vikings, nice. Bucks. We both were on the Vikings, plus six and a half. This was a disgusting game that the Bucks or the Bucks won 26 to 14, but... I don't think the Vikings should have just covered. They should have won this game. They kind of controlled the game if you look at the box score. They had 27 first downs compared to the Bucks only having 17. They ran 76 plays compared to 49. They outgained the Bucks and they also outpossessed the Bucks 39 to 20. But the real goat of this game was Dan Bailey. He was horrible. He missed an extra point to start the game, which is always a bad omen. Bad omen. Mm-hmm. And then what? He missed three field goals, right? Miss, he missed all four kicks in this game. Three field goals, one extra point. Um, when you're when you're playing for your your playoff life, you just can't have a kicker do this, especially on the road versus a team that's fresh off a of bye. Yeah, the Bucks. This I I agree with you. The final score here is deceiving. The fact that the Vikings didn't at least cover this game is just a testament to how bad Dan Bailey was. And I mean, they had a chance. They're driving late in this game. Cousins got sacked a couple times. Um, so I still feel like, even though it was a loser, that the Vikings were the right side in this game. Yeah, they, I mean, they, like I said, reading off those stats, I kind of controlled it. It felt like whenever I looked, you know, and they had the ball, they were driving it they down. They always had the ball. They always had the ball. Yeah, I mean, they possessed them by 19 minutes, like I said, and they were driving down. It felt like it was either a Dan Bailey kick, missed kick, or they took an awful sack. Cousins was sacked six times in this game. It's inexcusable at this point that, you know, they lost like that. So it was terrible. I mean, when your kicker gives, leaves four points on the board in the first half, you feel like you're kind of screwed at that point. Or no, seven points in yeah. the first half, you're kind of screwed. So it was terrible. It was awful bad beat. So for me, being on the Dolphins, getting that back door felt like it made up for it. Oh, but that's great. I mean, I mean for you, you were on – you were on the Chiefs and the Vikings, so you lost all of those. But this, this was a bad, this was a bad beat all around for Vikings betters. And I said to my roommates last week, because like Dan Bailey's been like really bad this year. I feel like he's missed 
extra points in every game. He's one for three from for extra points last week. He also missed a field goal. It just feels like it's been yes. kind of leading up to this point. And for Minnesota, like you said, a team that's kind of fighting for their playoff lives, a game I mean, they, they are. are lose. They are. Yeah, they are. And this was a game they, they had. They could have won. So it feels terrible to lose it because of the kicker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his stats actually aren't terrible this year. He's 80% on field goals, 12 of 15. Like, it's fine. Two of the field goals he missed were 50-plus, and he's missed three extra points. So, yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't, like, I don't know I don't know what happened to him today. I feel like every game I watch, he's just always missing, like, a big kick. But maybe it's, you know, the Florida weather. But, again, going back to this Bucks team, they're 8-5. and five. They're the sixth seed, barring an absolute collapse down the stretch. They should make it. They have a pretty easy schedule to finish up. And, you know, they obviously have Brady. They have a lot of big names on the offense, but, like, do you feel confident about this team as, like, a, a threat to kind of maybe make a run then, NFC? No. I, I I mean, but I also have my issue with the NFCs. I look around and I'm like, I don't think any of these teams are good, but at the end of the day, one one of them are going to come out of the conference, which is part of my issue while watching the 49er game as I was going back and forth, win-lose, win-lose. It's like, the, the NFC absolutely stinks. So I don't know. I think the Bucks are in a in a favorable spot in the sense that it looks like they're going to play the NFC East winner in the first round. Which I'll admit it, the Giants, the Washington, or the Eagles are all shaping up to be maybe a little bit more feisty than anticipated. I think Washington's defensive front could could give Brady some issues, but the, the fact that you have Brady and all those playmakers, it's still interesting to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I like if they're like a seven and a half point road favorite versus Washington in the first round of the playoffs. I kind of like Washington to at least cover yeah. that. Yeah, right now it'd be Seattle in the five playing Washington and yeah, Tampa would play Tampa, the Rams. But Tampa, Tampa's they're going to be eleven and five. I mean, they played the Falcons twice and Detroit. Yeah, I, I just I don't feel good about that team at all. It's like. We said they won today, but if you really were, like, paying attention to that game, it wasn't a game they played well. It just seems like something's off there. I don't think Bruce Arians is that good of a coach. Um, so I, I think that's probably part of the issue. And they have all these weapons, and they, they can't make it work. Something is clearly wrong there. Um, but let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll recap my lock of the week and then get to our Grandpa Billy's Bums of the Week. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. I'm personally excited to watch football at home with friends this year. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus 
on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Cody, now let's move on to recap my lock of the week. I'd be under in the Saints-Eagles game. That lost um, kind of in a bad fashion, kind of along with how yours lost. I had under 44 in that game. Final score was Eagles ended up winning as an outright dog, 24-21. to And I knew I was in trouble this morning because I saw a tweet from the Action Network that the biggest NFL public side was the Saints at minus 8 to Today. And I obviously didn't have the Saints against the Spurs, my lock, but having the under and seeing that, I just knew something weird was going to happen this game. And for the most part, I was feeling pretty good about it throughout the game. There are no points in the first quarter. And then the second quarter, the Eagles went up 17 nothing. I just felt like something weird was going to happen. The Saints came back. But at the end of this game, you know, I was feeling good. The Saints missed the field goal. It's 24-14. to 14. All the yeah. Eagles had to do was run out the clock. They had the ball yeah. in midfield. The Saints mm-hmm. only had one timeout left. And Jalen Hurts, who played decently well in his first start, through the most part fumbles. Saints pick it up, have a short field. They go down and score uh, to make it 24-21. So that lost my under. So I'm now 9-4-1 on the year, um, and this was just, like, when I saw that tweet about the Eagles being, or the Saints being the biggest public side, I knew the Eagles were going to win, because these are the games they win, right, when everyone counts them out, when everyone says how bad they are, which they are terrible, um, they always seem to win, but this this was a tough beat. Yeah, I mean, they'll end up somehow winning the division. Um, Hurts? Hurts was good enough. Taysom Hill, for a while, was kind of asleep at the wheel, I feel like. Um, the thing is with Hurts, he at least gives them the ability to make some plays on the ground. Like Wentz is mobile, but he'd hold on to the ball so long. Hurts ran for over 100 yards in this game, 18 carries, 106 yards, didn't turn the ball over, um, which is which is big. I mean, you look at it, Taysom Hill, this is actually probably his best passing game uh, to date, 28-38, 291, through two touchdowns, one interception. Um, yeah, I, I thought you were for sure going to win, actually, after Lutz missed that field goal. I was like, well, well this stinks. I was about to wrap up the Lock of the Week title and I had a week in week 14. Uh, but my my guy, Taysom Hill, I've, I've been so been on his side for so long, so many years now, came through for me. So that was big. Um, but yeah, this is a classic Eagles win. I remember I saw this the line this morning. I think it was like around eight and a half, and I'm like, this, like the Eagles are just somehow gonna win this game. Look good. Of course, I didn't bet on it, but it's just like the Saints team. They were they've been rolling. Uh, I think they're on what an eight game winning streak, I believe, coming into this one. So it's kind of time uh, for them to stub their toe a bit and a little bit of a, 
a sandwich game for them. Look ahead spot. They play the Chiefs next Sunday. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. But this is a huge loss for them, actually, in terms of the NFC playoff picture. The Packers jumped them now uh, to that number one seed. They have the bye, and the Packers continue ho-hum. I feel like they just they win games. Most of them are single possession, even versus uh, worst competition. Rodgers played well again. Their defense isn't that great, but at the end of the day, they're 10-3. And, and you're looking at this NFC, I'm telling you, like I may just pick a winner out of a hat and place a futures bet on them to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like even, like, the Chiefs are clearly the best team, I guess you'd say, just because of Mahomes. But as we've seen, they're they're vulnerable. They could have moments where they kind of lapse and don't look great. I don't know if we're just expecting them to be fully on in the playoffs. If we are, then, yeah, I don't think anyone's beating them. But I think anyone could win. I mean, that's not a crazy take. Wow. But <laughs> going back to this Saints game, yeah, I mean, they were they were due for a bad game, right? And for the Saints, I mean, having them under her, but I also had the Saints and, like, as the closeout pick in every teaser, and they blew that, so that hurt. And just mm-hmm. like we said, typ- typical Eagles, and I think this proves that Taysom Hill is nice for a few games and could add a wrinkle to an offense that a James Winston wouldn't bring. But when you get down 17 nothing and you're down a couple possessions and you need to throw to get back into the game, I don't, I don't think you could rely on Taysom Hill to do that, right? Um, so I saw they were. I saw a report that they still don't know if they're going to bring Breeze back for next week. I mean, I think if he's good to go, you got it because, like you said, now they're they have the same record as the Packers, but the Packers beat them earlier in the year, so they have the tiebreaker. I think it's important to get that by, especially with Breeze making play one less playoff game if possible. Um, so uh, if if he's ready to go next week. Versus Chiefs, I think you, you have to pull that trigger because they don't have a chance with Taysom Hill quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, they have a tough schedule down the stretch here. Chiefs, Vikings, at the Panthers to close it out. Who's a feisty team? I'm just pulling up the Packers, their last three games. They play, yeah, the Panthers, Titans, and Bears. So, easier schedule for them to close it How out. Do they never play anyone good. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at their schedule. They lost the Colts, the Packers, which, yeah, that was also brutal lock of the week loss. They got blown out by the Bucks. They beat the Saints, and that's it. Yeah, a pretty <laughs> nice schedule for them. And they were, what, 13-3 and last year? How's that possible? Well, I mean, it worked out because the 49ers have fallen apart physically, and they're just not the same team. So that was a matchup where, you know, sure. going into the season, that's a tough game, and, and that turns out. Yeah. yeah, Vikings weren't I mean well they lost to the Vikings, but the Vikings weren't as good as they've been the last couple of years, so I mean you can't blame everything on the Packers, but I agree with you, like there's just there's just something missing, I guess. I don't know, with them that I don't feel super confident about. I mean, honestly, team I feel the best about in the NFC and this might feel crazy because the quarterback is so inconsistent, but I really like the Rams. I mean, I think their defense is awesome. And I think Cam Akers is starting to come on with the run game and with Henderson also. I think I think they have enough to get uh, through the NFC. So if I'm picking one team right now, I like the Rams because I think that defense is awesome. And Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey are good enough to kind of carry them through. Yeah, yeah, I think they're the most complete team. I agree with that. And they've been there before, right? They know what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. Um, so I agree with that. I'll probably take a peek tomorrow morning at what the uh, Rams-Chiefs matchup odds are for the Super Bowl. Um, 
But, Tyler, let's wrap it up. Grandpa Billy's bum of the week. I'll let you get started. Who's your bum, Tyler? So, for my Grandpa Billy's bum of the week, I'm going to college, and it's an absolutely mm. wild uh, slate of college football games coming down to the wire last night. It kind of felt like the witching hour. We usually go with the NFL. We had the Florida LSU game coming down to the wire, and also the USC-UCLA game kind of like in a 10-minute span, both those games ending on crazy ways. But for mine, it's Florida cornerback uh, Marco Wilson. I mean, just such a dumb play. The game was tied for anyone not watching it. Florida came into the game as 23-point favorites. If they won this game, they're still going for the SEC championship game, but if they had taken care of business like everyone had thought, you know, if they beat Alabama, there's a, they would have got into the college football playoff. Um, but they ended up losing this game 37-34, to and Marco Wilson on the Gators um, on a third down with a little over two minutes left. They stopped LSU. They have a chance to get the ball back. For some reason, he picks up the shoe of the, the wide receiver he tackles on the LSU and throws it about 20 yards down the field. Gets the like penalty, extends the drive. LSU ends up driving the field and kicking a 57-yarder, so it wasn't an easy uh, field goal. Cade uh, York on LSU drills an absolute money kick in the rain, and LSU ends up winning. This essentially ends... Florida's chances at making the college football playoff, which is actually good for IU as far as New Year's Six games go, because if they lose to Alabama, they're probably done. But just such a dumb play. There's no excuse for it. This guy is a junior, so he's he's been around the program enough. I'm not going to act like I know if he's played a lot, but at least he's been there. and not like a true freshman move, but I don't understand what he's doing. I mean, I remember seeing after the play, he something. <laughs> but I, I thought it was like maybe his own like arm sleeve, or you just like pump up, <laughs> throw the shoe. I mean, what are you what are you thinking in that moment? You absolutely you know, the, your season and the game doesn't come down to one play because you're like I said, they're twenty three point favorites. You're expected to roll, but in that moment to do something like that, it, it's stupid. I, I kind of feel bad for him because he'll get a lot of the blame, but you, you just can't do that. You just can't do that. You're not wrong. That is very funny. I have not seen that highlight, but that is good for IU. I saw we're, what, number seven now in the AP uh, poll? Well, the AP and the college football, they they don't talk to each other. Those polls have no correlation between them. But it is good that Florida lost, and I think Alabama will roll them next week. And then Uh, Miami also lost uh, to UNC, so they'll drop out of the playoffs. So that's good for IU in a week where they didn't play, but – I mean, it's in Florida to do that. It's just it's it's so, it's so stupid. It costs your team the game in that situation. It wasn't the only play, but in that situation, you cost them. And then Dan Mullen, their coach after the game, is complaining um, about you know how Ohio State hasn't played enough games. Like you just lost a game at home as a three touchdown favorite. Yeah, you can't cost, talk. Yeah, you can't. yeah, yeah. To Coach O and everyone has like either like stopped playing on LSU or everything going on with them this year. So it's a pretty pathetic loss. But who's, who's your Grandpa Billy's Bum of the Week? Yeah, my uh, Grandpa Billy's Bum of the Week is probably someone that I have to give Grandpa a call. But I imagine he was calling him a bum today. I'm going with Daniel Jones. The Giants were a trendy pick to beat the Cardinals. Matt Mitchell, our guest on the Action Network, in a bit of a spite play, said he was taking the Giants as his lock. 
uh, the, they were in an absolute slide, this Cardinals team, and the Giants were playing really well um, and looking to crawl to be one game under 500. And he just was terrible today, Daniel Jones. I know he's coming back from an injury, but 11 for 21, 127 yards. He was sacked six times. Um, and ultimately, Colt McCoy ended up coming in, taking a few snaps. And it's just like... He has moments. He's had moments where he's looked decent. He obviously had the, the big start last year, Danny Dimes, where he got the nickname and the comeback versus the Bucks. Um, and he's he's an athletic guy, but he just continues to not really put things together. He had a QBR in this game of nine, which is pathetic. And you look at his stats, he's in a date. He's throwing eight touchdowns, nine interceptions. Um, and it's just, it kind of seems like even though Saquon's out and everyone kind of, wrote the Giants off for dead a few weeks back. If they actually had a quarterback that was adequate and could make plays, uh, they'd be in much better position, my thought, in my uh, opinion, in terms of the NFC East. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. But I feel like, I don't know, he's got maybe one more year because it seems like the defense is, is really solid. They have enough playmakers on the offense to at least be adequate. Um, so he's he's my bum of the week, and it was a tough tough loss for the Giants because Washington won, Cowboys won, and Eagles won. So they kind of lose their footing there. Um, so in a game that's winnable at home versus a struggling Cardinals team that they just kind of slept off to win. Yeah, I mean, I watched some of that game. I don't even think the Cardinals played that well, and their play calling continues to be bizarre. The the first drive in the red zone, they had a third and fourth and goal at the one, and DeAndre Hopkins wasn't in the game. I mean, that didn't make any sense, but I agree with your pick, Daniel Jones. Like you said, he had he had the hot star versus the Bucks, and I think there's, like, one other game he played well in when he first came in, and I feel like since then he hasn't been really impressive. He turns the ball over way too much. It's way too inconsistent, so I don't think he he – might, he might not be the long-term answer there. Um, but, yeah, definitely a tough loss for – the Giants in a week where everyone else in the East won and now Washington kind of has the one game lead with three to go. It, it felt like too obvious of a pick, right? With the Giants yeah. playing so well and Arizona playing so poorly, um, like 10 minutes into that game when I could tell Arizona's kind of controlling it from being able to move the ball and Giants weren't doing anything. I'm like, this is, this is toast. Yeah. You know, you know what might be the cause of Daniel Jones playing poorly, Tyler? What? The fact that they just signed Joe Webb, so he might be hearing footsteps. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably a Joe Webb can make any quarterback nervous, and that's including <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's Joe Webb at 34, still cashing checks. Um, good for him. I'm happy for Joe Webb. Uh, but, yeah, Tyler, I think that wraps it up. We have a couple of great primetime games tonight. So we'll see two two outstanding games, and we're on dip, different sides of the of these picks here. So it'll be big for our season to date record. But we'll be back again uh, probably Thursday for another episode of the uh, the Pick'em Podcast in Week 15. Here we come. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. 
You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.